And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we're going to review a film called, very simply, J. Edgar. Mm-hmm. It is directed by Clint Eastwood, and it stars Leonardo DiCaprio as the legendary founder and longtime director of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover. Mm-hmm. It covers J. Edgar Hoover's entire life from the time he was in his early 20s and signed on with the Justice Department until his death many, many years later. During that time, he made the FBI what it was at the time. He knew nothing about grays. Everything was black or white to him. Mm -hmm. He fired people for wearing the wrong kind of suit. He fired his agents for having a mustache. Right. And did it very viciously and very publicly. He had bad information about every single famous person in the country, including all the presidents. Mm -hmm. And he used those pieces of information that were secret, of course, to everybody to get what he wanted. Right. He blackmailed presidents. That's what he did. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And frankly, J. Edgar Hoover was not one of my favorite people in history. However, this film didn't make me believe for a single second anything about him. First of all, J. Edgar Hoover, if any of you are old enough to remember, was unfortunately, and I'm not putting him down for this, he was a short, very homely little troll of a man. Mm -hmm. And to be played by Leonardo DiCaprio, (laughs) really... It boggles the mind, doesn't it? Absolutely. But I have to say that Leo DiCaprio is a very versatile actor. Yes, he is. I think he really dedicated himself to this portrait of J. Edgar, and you can really give him and should give him credit for attempting such a monumental characterization, which is the antithesis of who Leo DiCaprio is in real life, a tall, handsome, breathtakingly charismatic guy. And the way he adopts the physical stature, he literally shrinks on camera, the body language, etc., all work to his benefit. What doesn't help him is the atrocious makeup job that is done on him and all the other people who unfortunately suffer at the hands of these cosmetic people who unfortunately morphed all of these great actors into really ghastly older versions of themselves. And that is a distraction in the film. But let's go back to the plot. Okay. The plot is watching this man growing more and more powerful, more and more ruthless and more and more megalomaniac. He really believed and You know, he might have been right that he was the most important and most powerful person in the United States of America. Well, I believe that at one time he was. Yes. And that he could blackmail presidents into getting whatever he wanted for his bureau. Yes. And, of course, that only served his own ego. Much of the movie is given over to the Lindbergh baby kidnapping and that case, which J. Edgar takes full credit for having solved. He put himself into the headlines, had his picture taken with the perpetrator of that crime, and it looked as though he personally was responsible for bringing that guy to justice. It was not that way at all. No, it wasn't. But he was a headline-grabbing maniac who was determined 
to make sure that everyone in America knew who he was and feared him. Yes, and the only thing that was interesting about this film is when he was very young, he hired an even younger man named Clyde Colson to be his associate director of the FBI. That's right. And apparently these two men were very much in love with each other. Well, they never missed having lunch or a dinner together. That was their rule. In their 45, 50 years of an association. And the film really skirts this love affair between the two guys. And, of course, we weren't there, so we really don't know. But so many other historians have pointed out that this was indeed a clandestine relationship. And I felt that Clint Eastwood pulled away from that aspect of the film. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I think Eastwood is basically a conservative guy. Oh, sure. And we know that from his political affiliations in the past. I think he has an almost reactionary approach to homosexuality, and particularly with J. Edgar and the uh, Tolson. He just simply didn't want to go there. So whatever the relationship was, and that might have been the most interesting part of the story, it comes off a little bit like a fuss budget. Yes, It's definitely. kind of like your Aunt Tilly finding out that her favorite nephew knows all the lyrics to Gypsy. You know, <laughs> it has that kind of prudishness about it. Unfortunately, that makes the film come off a little bit stodgy and a little bit old-fashioned in its approach to these very complex and complicated guys. And that doesn't service the story very well, and it ends up making J. Edgar much more boring and dull and, I'm going to say, bland as tapioca pudding. Absolutely. There is a scene in the film where J. Edgar chooses to don the dress of his late mother, played by Judy Mm. Dench, by the way, Mm -hmm. and then he falls on the floor crying. And I have heard over the years that Hoover was a cross-dresser at times. Well, maybe he was a crabby dresser. (laughs) That's what it is. He was a very crabby dresser. I felt sorry for everybody, Anne. I just think this is an awful movie. Well, you know, Eastwood brought on the writer from the movie Milk, a movie that, of course, put Sean Penn in the spotlight as an Oscar winner a few years ago. Yes. And, you know, Dustin Lance Black wrote that preachy script, Milk. I didn't care for that movie at all. He has a preachy attitude all the way through this film as well. The script is talky and it's not subtle. It's heavy-handed all the way through, it really doesn't scratch the surface of this very complex little guy. And, you know, you want to know a little bit more about J. Edgar, but unfortunately, the film doesn't tell you anything. And by the time you're finished with it, and it's two and a half hours long, and you're watching the endless credits roll, and to me, they looked like they were a half an hour long, I really sat there and I thought, what did I learn about this person? Or what did I learn about anybody in the film that I couldn't pick up from reading a quick bio on these guys. I just didn't think it was a very successful biopic. And it raised a lot of questions, didn't answer much. I thought the whole affair was very empty. It was. There was nothing to go on. Nothing came alive for me. I was really shocked at watching the director and the actor, who are two of my all-time favorites, make a film that I think is a major stumble for both of them. As I said, DiCaprio is one of the most versatile actors we have in the business. He did a credible job here. 
It's not a brilliant portrayal, but it was credible. Just didn't work for me. In fact, the whole movie, to me, was a real disappointment. So I'm sorry. I can't say anything more about it. We've gone over every aspect of the film. For me, J. Edgar rates a red light. Well, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to watch What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and I'm going to watch Titanic, and I'm going to watch Catch Me If You Can with DiCaprio, mm-hmm. and I'm also going to watch The Outlaw Josie Wales and The Unforgiven. <laughs> well, you've got a busy night ahead. What, what light are you giving this one? <laughs> I have to do that because I'm giving these two amazingly talented men and the film that they made a red light. I'm okay. sorry. Boy, I wish it were better than this. Right. So two red lights for J. Edgar. We're going to be back to review another film very, very shortly. We hope you will join us. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews has their fingers crossed that you don't have any secrets being kept by the FBI that you don't want anybody to know about when we all meet and enjoy the movies. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.